Oscar oh. sucks. All right, but, that's the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the beginning, you know. <laughs> hey, welcome back. This is episode 11 of the Epic Epoch podcast. I am your host, Perry the Pig. With me, as always, is my co-host. Dread from Epic Builds. And we have a very special guest here with us. So, Tenki, welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks, and thanks for having me. So we, we've got a handful of topics lined up for the conversation today, and these are going to be relevant both to Path of Exile and Last Epoch, because Tenki, I think that you're spending a lot of time in, uh, in Path of Exile these days, and you have been for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, although these days I'm actually trying to spend a little bit less time in Path of Exile and a little bit more time in other games as well. So I want to make sure that everyone here who's watching live on Twitch and then anyone who's watching on Spotify or YouTube later on, that, that they know who you are. So we have the YouTube logo next to you, so we, we know that that's where we find you. Who are you? What, what do you do? What kind of content do you make? So what I do is I tend to analyze things, usually with a big focus on mechanical interactions because that is by far the best part of Path of Exile. So I'm the sort of person who's going to give you a 20-minute video essay as to why a build works rather than just giving you a one-hour video that tells you copy this exact thing and you won't know how to play it after you're done unless you copied exactly what I did. And I, I, I do want to say one of my favorite things about watching your YouTube channel grow over time is that people watch it like your your numbers on youtube are quite respectable and like the fact that people are watching the the intricate details of the mechanical breakdowns of how to do these things whether it's making money or abusing the latest mechanics in in, uh, in path of exile like how to build your characters properly people like this content and i i love that there's a market for that yeah i do too because otherwise i'd probably be out of a job by now <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I think I think the first thing we're going to do today is just uh, I'm going to hand it over to Dread. There is a there's a very broad topic. So oftentimes when this comes up, honestly, sometimes in stream as well, whether this comes up on stream, whether it comes up on the podcast, we just kind of push it under the table. But today we're not going to. The very first topic of today's podcast is going to be boss damage reduction. Dread, can you tell us a little bit about boss damage reduction in Last Epoch? What what are we talking about today? God, when you when you when you explained it that like that, you made us sound like a bunch of Karens like walking to the local <laughs> superstore because they got rid of like the bait like like whatever. <laughs> so we don't know if you haven't played Ellie in a long time or if you just don't pay attention. Boss damage reduction is something that was implemented about a year-ish ago by EHC for Last Epoch. So the, the philosophy behind this is we do not like in Path of Exile that there are plenty of builds that can simply just one-shot bosses and just completely ignore their mechanics. You know, Ted from accounting, he spent all this time working on Al Hesman's like, effects and all that, and what's the point in having them if you're just going to one-shot the boss, right? That's the philosophy behind it, and that's why they implemented it. So when you damage a boss, it will calculate it in real time how much damage you're dealing. And as you deal more damage, if you deal too much damage, quote-unquote, too much of his percentage too quickly, it will start to allow the boss to reduce the amount of damage taken. And it will get to the point where instead of dealing 20k per hit, you'll be dealing like 5k per hit at like 
I have a perfect example on YouTube on how this works. If you look at the lightning swipe build guide, in the first 30 seconds, you'll watch me attack an Orbis with lightning swipe. I'll be attacking really fast, doing a lot of damage, 20k hits. Bam, at the end of it, I'll be doing like 5k hits. And uh, that works. It, it's fine. It functions in the game. But in the beginning, it was really bad. Like, for, first off, the DR didn't even come online till a little bit till he started hitting the boss. So certain builds like Sacrifice that just did all their damage when hit or whatever, very fast succession, they could just one-shot bosses anyways. So that was a problem that they fixed by just making it so that they just have DR right off the bat as well. And they also changed a little bit and made it a lot less aggressive than before. I remember uh, that patch when they introduced boss DR. Uh, I was fighting Zarek. I was playing a build, and the build felt great, amazing. I was doing a lot of damage in the campaign. I was playing Bone Curse when it was broken. And then I got to Zarek, and I started fighting. Because the campaign bosses have this boss DR too, I think, still. And I was talking to Zarek, and then all of a sudden, I was doing, like, no damage. Like, the boss was taking forever to do, and it was because I ended up doing too much damage, and the boss lasted forever. And I felt, wait, is my build bad? And I realized later, no, that was boss DR. And boss DR is fine when it's implemented correctly. The problem is in Last Epoch, it punishes you a little too hard in a few different ways. And the main way that it punishes you is it makes it so that an Oribus, no matter what build you're playing, will last around the same amount of time, whether you're playing a good build or a bad build. If you're playing a good build, it'll last a minute. If you're playing a bad build, it'll last a minute. Like, for instance, <laughs> you could have, like, 2 million DPS, right? And it'll last a minute. Or you could have 100k DPS, like a cold out bear, and it would take the same amount of time because instead of triggering the boss DR, you just don't trigger it, and you just deal with it the same amount of time. And that always struck me and a lot of people in the community as off-putting because that... In an RPG, you definitely want to invest into your gear and do more damage because that's the whole point, right? That's the fantasy. And that's what we came to talk about today. So when, when you build damage on your gear, when you, when you feel like your build is finally coming together, you want to get to the point that you're going to pop off, that you're going to one-shot a boss, that you're going to have these real like eye-popping moments of, wow, look at this thing that I finally achieved. But instead, you kind of get punished for it. So I, I, don't, I don't know actually whether there's boss damage reduction in Path of Exile. I'm going to have to rack my brain for it. But there Tenki, is. Yeah, we, we, we touched base, you and I, a little bit about this ahead of time. What, what is boss damage reduction? What, what's this look like in Path of Exile? So there's two forms of boss damage reduction in Path of Exile. The first one is GGG's original implementation, which is boss phases. You cannot damage Shaper below 75% health, or in the original Shaper fight, 50% health. Doesn't matter how much damage you do. You could do infinite damage. And well, if you did infinite damage, you'd overflow and do no damage. That aside, doesn't matter how much damage you have. Once the phase cuts off, the boss stops taking damage and goes through the phase change, which is usually its own little mini mechanic. The second version is people were coming out of these phases and then just instantly one-shotting, usually with a slam build. So they then added boss damage reduction, which I believe lasts eight seconds. And I do not know exactly how much it is because GGG has never publicly released this value. I don't know if it scales based on the amount of damage you do, 
But what I do know is you can overwhelm it if your build is good enough. It just somewhat closes the gap between the builds that are pretty good and can kill the boss in, let's say, 20 seconds, and the builds that are absurd and can kill it in eight seconds. Jodox had about a billion DPS on his smite character a couple leaks ago. That is still going to just straight up one-shot a boss or kill it so fast that it might as well be. On the other hand, last league, I had a Spectral Helix build that had about 40 million, and I killed Cirrus in four seconds. This league, a friend of mine, is playing a cremation phanta uh, phantasmal unearth build. Hits very, very hard. He has probably double my DPS. He is killing Cirrus in 3.2 seconds. So there's a much smaller gap between our builds because of boss DR, but there is still a noticeable improvement and still a reason to improve your build. So when, when it comes to boss damage reduction like that, can you, can you wait it out? Can you just like stand back for eight seconds and then go in for starting to damage? Yes. If you wanted to time how fast can I kill this thing, you could absolutely just wait eight seconds and then nuke the boss from full. So how how does that interact with like a, a developer? I'm, I guess I'm going to put my put on my developer hat real quick. I want you to experience this boss. So at, at least at the very beginning, maybe a league start or something, you're going to you know fight the boss and you're going to do the mechanics, you're going to do the phase and whatnot. But ultimately, you're going to get to a point where you can just like one shot it. What about you know, like having to deal with the mechanics of a boss fight? Is that important? Is that something that, that still exists? Yes, it is something that's important and it does still exist. It will really depend from fight to fight which mechanics you have to engage in. When Path of Exile bosses are designed well, or I would even argue when bosses in games are designed well, I would classify them as having two major types of mechanics, the mandatory ones and the optional ones. The mandatory ones are mechanics that you must engage with. This is something like a hard phase change or something like to use the Maven in Path of Exile as an example, her memory game. You must engage with that because she will always do it after an invulnerability phase. Then the optional mechanics are things like the degens on the floor for Maven. If you kill her fast enough, they don't stack up and you don't really have to think about them, but they punish you for making mistakes and actually punish you for having a bad build rather than punishing you for having a good build. Whereas the mandatory mechanics should always be designed to punish all builds equally across the board. Another example from Maven that I think is pretty effective at this is when she comes out of her phase and she does her memory game, she'll always teleport. You can play around this by not doing your burst damage, but it punishes bad play rather than punishing your build. And it is a mandatory mechanic. She'll always teleport after coming out of a phase. Well, I love the idea of that, punishing bad play as opposed, as opposed to like punishing your builds, right? So that kind of reminds me of Jewelra as well. Like Jewelra has these mechanics where like sometimes she's going to have a, a big lightning orb on top of you. Sometimes she's going to phase shift and chase after you. Like the, there are these mechanics, even mechanics that punish you for being melee, apparently. But if you're <laughs> playing around them, then you're making good decisions, right? And if you're not playing around them, then you don't know where to stand. You don't know what your DPS window is. And that's the kind of thing that I can really get behind. But like artificially deflating your damage has a secondary effect on last epoch. And I think we need to talk about this up front because this this is one of the things that really comes up often, Dread, when you and I are talking, right? So this mm -hmm. is uh, because of the way damage reduction works in last epoch, it works based on a value of how much damage you're dealing. So if you are dealing like less damage, if you are dealing like damage over time, if you are specifically not a bursty build, 
then you're actually going to end up dealing more damage and kill the boss faster. So this is why we talk about things like erasing strike, things mm. like earthquake, things that have like that really bonky, chunky feel to them. And they they oftentimes end up killing bosses slower because of the boss damage reduction here. Cool. So <laughs> just just to touch on that for a second, um, I it, it's funny, uh, Tenki, you already kind of mentioned this next topic, but I wanted to say, like, what what are your favorite bosses in Path of Exile right now? So we know that some of them have phases, some of them don't. Some of them have like these weird secondary mechanics like Maven, where like you just need to do the memory game and it kind of feels out of place, in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. What's your favorite boss? What what what's a boss fight that you look forward to engaging with? Picking a favorite boss is really difficult because I don't think I have one. Instead, what I have are favorite situations or boss mechanics. So Uber Elder is still one of the best designed fights in Path of Exile. And something that I really enjoy is for the new Uber version, the Uber Uber Elder or Uber Shaper <laughs> fight. <laughs> what they've done is they've taken the boss cadence, the timing of the dance, if you will, and they've accelerated it. And then they gave Shaper lesser multiple projectiles. So now his cold pen balls cover a lot more of a screen at once. And he does more of them. And the Maven can add Shaper clones, which also do LMP cold balls. The fight feels totally different than it did before because it's much, much faster. And you're always having to think about and react to something. A boss where I don't like the design or I think the design falls flat is the original implementation of the Searing Exarch and the Eater of Worlds. Both were beautifully telegraphed. They were some of the clearest boss fights that Path of Exile has ever released. But 90% of the mechanics were irrelevant. You did not need to know how to deal with the mechanic because you could just stand in it and it wouldn't matter. It didn't do enough damage to be a threat to your build. So it took what was originally a good design and it made it bad. I also think that bosses that have more than three mechanics that you have to think about are generally better. Three seems to be a number that, at least for me, I can keep in my head very, very easily. And I go, okay, that's mechanic one, mechanic two, mechanic three. Now we repeat. Nothing's going to catch me off guard. So when I'm doing something like the Searing Exarch, he will do his Blazing Salvo volley. He'll drop a flame wall, and then he'll do his giant explosion. And that's pretty much all he does. So it becomes very easy to fall into that pattern without thinking. Nothing's going to catch me off guard or surprise me. When I'm doing something like, let's go with one of the most hectic fights now, even before, the Feared. If you do Feared with Release All, that is five different bosses, each of which have about three mechanics. Atziri might be making a Flame Blast. Atziri might be throwing spears. Atziri might be covering the floor in... What is that spell? Stormcall. But while she's doing that, the Shaper might be firing a beam at you. And Chayula might be doing his Cyclone Caswell channeling chaos thing. And the Synthesis boss might be trying to reverse teleport slam you out of the safe spot from the Elder's bubble into death. Because you've now taken a teleport slam and the Elder slam. And you have to manage all of that at once. Which makes it incredibly challenging, but also incredibly rewarding. I, I already feel like I want to go play Path of Exile again. <laughs> just, man. It's been great. I, I, it's been great. I used to tell people all the time, like, Uber Elder, just, like, going going through your examples of, like, Uber Elder and then, like, the accelerated Uber Elder with LMP and uh, thinking about, like, going back and doing the Feared again. 
those are really, really enjoyable fights. Like you feel excellent when you do well. You feel like you could have done better. You feel like you could have learned. You could have dodged something if you die. Those are like rewarding pieces of gameplay. So I guess, Dread, you've been playing a lot of Path of Exile as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? What, what's your favorite boss over there? In Path of Exile specifically, uh, my favorite boss that I've been engaging with specifically let me make sure it's the right one. I can't remember the name of it. I just know it's... I like the Uber Eater fight. The Uber Eater of Worlds fight is by far one of my favorite fights in almost any RPG because it is the perfect example how to ramp things up while also not making the fight immediately just bullshit, right? Like Because Uber Series is a, a fault of that. But specifically... So it's very simple. Uber Eater is like one of the easiest bosses in the game right now, as Tanky mentioned. Like it's you, as long as you don't get hit, like you're fine, you're ready to go. And his kind of phase where in the middle of the phase where he does like the thing where he makes you have to stand on the balls and stop his big channeling beam before you die. That doesn't change necessarily, right? That specific part from normal to Eater. There's one change. Well, two, actually. So in the normal mode, you have to deal with the drowning balls and not walking with trails. To quickly explain for Perry, because I don't know if he's done the fight, there are these balls that leave a debuff called drowning if you stand either on the ball itself or in its trail. If you look at it, it runs away from you. It feels very World of Warcraft to me. Works really well. On the Uber mode, there's also a bunch of lightning stuff on the ground, which is pretty much a constant ticking damage. So you need some level of base recovery or the phase is going to be incredibly difficult. And in a star pattern at a fixed point during the phase, the Uber Eater of Worlds will do a tentacle slam that you have to avoid while also standing in the balls. So there's both punishing at a baseline. You don't have good recovery. The ticking damage puts you on a timer. Or there is also on top of that, you stood in the tentacle slam and you don't have absurd defenses. So you made a mistake and you are now dead for it. I've, yeah, I've seen videos of, of this. I'm glad that you explained it to me because all of a sudden I'm understanding yeah. a little bit more about what that person was going through. Okay, good. I well, got a I, better what baseline. Meant, uh, what I meant, though, in that specific point is the beam itself, the, the, the balls you stand on, that didn't change. But they added mechanics on top of it to make it more difficult. And that's like what I really enjoyed about it was it was just like this but you're also doing like this same thing with like the uber eater but it's a very stark uh very stark difference between normal and uber when you do that phase like it's like completely different it's like a whole new boss fight while also being the same boss fight essentially right which is i i really enjoy that that's why he's my favorite before we move on to the next topic i want to do like a little little smaller question real quick because when it comes to Path of Exile, Path of Exile has a ton of bosses, iterations of the bosses and the mechanics that we can talk about. Last Epoch, the game is still in early access. It's a lot less going on. So just real quick, what's your favorite boss in Last Epoch? Dread, we'll start with you. Well, for me right now, it's the Soulfire Bastion boss, mainly just because it is a lot like a PoE boss in the way where it has a lot of mechanics going on. And it's not just like a... It's not just, you know, you standing in front of Oribus and hacking away at him, you know. Punch, 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 punch. And then yeah. Tenki, I know you've been playing some path or some uh, some last epoch in your spare time as well. What what's your favorite boss? What do you think? 
So I don't have a favorite boss. <laughs> I think that Last Epoch suffers from overly simplistic boss design, that most of the bosses in Last Epoch follow a very simple three mechanic pattern. And once you fall into that pattern, you can essentially turn your brain off and let time pass and you'll complete the fight. Instead, I have a very much least favorite fight, which is Julra, because it feels like that fight is disproportionately punishing to melee builds <laughs> as opposed to ranged builds, which is a complaint that I had for a bit in Path of Exile with other bosses in the past, but has ironically been reversed because now you are more likely to be punished by a lot of bosses in Path of Exile if you fight them at ranged, which I like because if you fight a boss in melee range, any build can do that unless there are dead zones in the game. But if you must be at range for your build to function as well against bosses, then that punishes anyone who cannot be at that range and not every build will be, assuming the game has melee archetypes. I would I would much rather be punishing range builds by default instead of melee <laughs> builds by default. There, there's a couple of goofy things that go on in uh, in Last Epoch, and just just by the way, there are deadly abilities that Jewelry uses only if you use a melee skill. So if you never use a melee skill, she will not do her deadliest mechanics. Which is weird. It's a choice. I'm There's glad. the baseball, right? There's yeah, the baseball. I don't know why uh, the void baseball is there. So if you don't so, know, I, yeah, go ahead. The problem with the void baseball is the fact that it's so like it's so hard to miss when it happens. The void because you're melee and you're standing in yeah. front of her. Is yeah, that the thing on the floor? No, it's it's. So what happens is you get in melee range <laughs> with Jurla, mm -hmm. right? And she kind of like winds up and smacks a baseball essentially. And it goes in a line and you can see the line, but it happens so fast that you never notice it happening. You just, you, it's just one moment you're like, Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm DPSing her down and bam, you're dead. I think, yeah, that's a good example. I think it's, it's, it's a choice. Yeah. I don't know why it's there, but I, it's, it's funny enough that I wanted to mention it. So I, I want to take this as a moment to move on to another topic. So this is something that this has kind of come up in conversation already, but I want to bring it up like formally on the podcast just so we have a chance to talk about it. So we talked about boss damage reduction, which to me is a much bigger issue with like build choice and variety in Last Epoch than it is in Path of Exile. Because when you talk about Path of Exile and you talk about like phases and whatnot, maybe eight seconds or so, I kind of like it. I like what, we, uh, what we've already talked about there. So on the flip side of this, instead of the beginning of the fight, Let's talk about the end of the fight, or maybe a long end of the fight. Let's talk about enrage mechanics. So we don't have too many enrage mechanics in, uh, in Last Epoch. We have like enemies enrage at half health, which is a modifier that you can put on bosses and you can put it on your, uh, on your echoes as well when you're doing the monolith. But in Path of Exile, there's a good handful of enrage mechanics there, just like soft enrages, mechanical things. If you deal with the fight well, it's not a big deal. If you don't deal with the fight, it kind of goes on for a long time. So let's talk about Last Epoch first, which I think, Dread, we're going to talk to uh, talk to you. What about enrage mechanics? How do you feel about them at first, uh, at first glance? So the philosophy behind an enrage mechanic, if I'm not wrong, Tenki, please stop me if I'm being wrong with this. But the idea with the enrage mechanic is to make it so you are not trying to spend forever on the same boss. Like, you're not trying to just cheese, like, uber serious with, like, 1 million DPS because you can just tank all his stuff and you just sit in front of him. 
and you just whack at them, and your fight lasts like 16, 16 minutes or something like that, right? Where, so what happens is as the fight progresses, there are certain things that happen. Like, for instance, with Shaper, uh, the balls will move around, you have to sit in the balls, and they'll cause degens on the ground. And that just keeps going the entire fight. And most of the time they don't get removed, sometimes they get removed. And as you go along the fight, the arena itself becomes more dangerous than the boss, right? For instance, uh, Cirrus, he has a lot of red puddles that are very hard to see that start showing up in the arena, right? And, and you stand on them, they do a bunch of degen damage. And the problem with that is, in normal Cirrus, you never ever deal with this because you kill Cirrus too fast, right? You never deal with the enrage. But in Uber Cirrus, I instantly felt the, you know, the the enrage because the fight was lasting more than 20 seconds. So and just if I can add a quick thing. Yeah, here. of course. Another very big difference between regular Cirrus and the puddles and Uber Cirrus is the pattern in which he throws them. Yeah. On regular Cirrus, he tends the apparition throws puddles towards an outer circle around the boss area where you're fighting him. In Uber Cirrus, that same apparition throws them directly where you are fighting the boss and standing. So it is much more punishing because the mechanic is targeting your area more as opposed to specifically avoiding it and creating an arena of play. Yeah, and it fills the arena way faster than normal. And we don't have many things like that in Last Epoch. You can, if you really wanted to, you could do an auto attack build where you just punch uh, Hirot to death. And if you wanted to do that for two hours, you could do it. It would take forever and make sure it doesn't have any heal or anything like that, but it would take forever, but you could do it. And I really like that. Like I really like enrage as a mechanic because it makes, it puts pressure onto the fight when there isn't any. And that's like why a lot of these bosses in last epoch, like Tanky was saying, they feel boring because none of them have enrage mechanics. Like if you just simply deal with all of Hirat's stuff, like you just, you just simply kill him. You just wait and kill him. It doesn't matter how much DPS you have. It's not going to be a problem because you're just going to spend an extra few minutes and you're just going to kill him, kill him, kill him, and he's going to die. And, and last Epoch doesn't have many enrage mechanics in that regard. I don't think it does have any off the top of my head. Oh, oh, okay. Jurla has an enrage mechanic. I forgot. So when you phase around, when you phase over, she does enrage. So for instance, like she'll do the balls like when she teleports back she'll make a void pool on your person and if you don't place them properly you can actually fill the arena with you know the balls with the like the little puddles and that is the only one if i'm mistaken that exists that is an actual enrage mechanic and i like that i like that for the drilla fight it makes it so that you have to actually kill her in a decent amount of time instead of you know just you know spending forever because i don't know about you guys but i don't want to i don't want to have to spend forever on a boss just because it takes forever you know like i, I don't know it's just it's it's weird and i like that pressure to make i, you I like faster. i like the idea that there's like a boss character that gets pissed that you're still alive and and wants to kill you there's like like you're, you're a fly <laughs> get out of here you pest like i'm gonna start taking you seriously like when a pest is bugging me like i'm gonna shoot away and then I'm going to get the fly swatter. And then I'm going to go get like a hammer and chase it down. Like I'm going to get more and more angry because I'm the boss. So 
before Tanky, before I ask you about um, about Path of Exile when it comes to boss and rage mechanics, I do want to say like we we kind of have an opposite situation in uh, in Last Epoch, and I want to mention this even though it's not a boss, but uh, oftentimes when we talk about arena, we say that arena suffers because it doesn't have this enrage mechanic or something similar to it built in. So in case anyone doesn't know, it's arena the infinite wave thing. Uh, every five waves. Um, every, every, so I guess every five waves you're doing like your, your individual waves and the next wave of monsters will not spawn until there is one monster left. So if there's three monsters, you can just walk around in a circle and then you can kill off one of them. And then there's only two monsters left and you can take an hour walking around in a circle, getting everything just right, getting your mana right, picking up as many potions as you want. You can take as much time as you want. And then as soon as you kill one of those monsters, the next wave spawns. So doing that kind of micro, I guess it's finesse, I guess it's player skill, but it also means like this arena really doesn't have any kind of enrage mechanic at all. You can just play it safe, be as tanky as possible, and just outlast the enemies in this endless arena wave. So tanky, with that, I want to ask you about, um, about enrage mechanics and Path of Exile. Tell me about them. What's going on there? So enrage mechanics and Path of Exile are, as far as I can remember exclusively soft enrages, and they're often mechanical soft enrages. So if you're fighting Crystal King, for example, the enrage mechanic is breaking the cocoons around the outer edge of a room. If you play well enough during his shield charge phase that you never break a single cocoon, there is no enrage on the fight. So the soft enrage comes from punishing player mistakes. And if you break too many cocoons, I believe the number is four, he unlocks a ice spear turret mode that does absolutely massive damage. Something like on Shaper or Maven, there are degen pools. But if your build has enough recovery to just stand in the degen pool, or if you stack all the degen pools on top of each other, you can again negate the soft enrage. Whereas there are hard enrages in fights like World of Warcraft. The point of a hard enrage is this is the amount of DPS that you need to kill this fight. The boss when it gets to 10 minutes, we'll channel the beam of death. And now, after three seconds, you have 10 minutes and three seconds, it just sets life to zero for every player within the arena, regardless of distance, regardless of defenses, regardless of immunities. Soft enrages that are mechanically punishing are really, really interesting because it means the more mistakes you make when you're learning, the harder the fight will be on you. And the better you know the fight, the easier it is which is an interesting way to reward mastery and learning the fight well. But it also means that if you play the beginning part very badly, but then play the later part very well, you can recover from what would otherwise be a disaster. And I know this is a little bit outside the topic of either Last Epoch or Path of Exile, but in terms of a fight that doesn't have an enrage that I think is excellent, is actually the uber version or empowered version or whatever you want to call it, the Extreme Measures Hades from the game Hades. That last phase of a fight is the same mechanics at a completely different cadence. And what the developers did there is they messed with your ability to see the mechanics. If you can see where Hades is, then you can dodge his stuff relatively easily. But he uses the Helm of Darkness to literally blind you. And all of a sudden, you are flailing around in the dark. And so even though there's no enrage, the enrage is the number of times you will misjudge where his attacks are coming from and the mistakes you make because most of the time your health will not come back. 
man, now I'm thinking about what if what if potions stop dropping at some point? It's like health not coming back is such a good piece of the Hades game. It's like when you get hit, you feel it because you're going to remain at that health total for like the next 10 minutes or so. Oh, it's such a good portion of the game. I like that yeah. so much. And that's why I like the Maven Beam specifically feel like that. When you get hit like a, with a Maven Beam, you lose regen for how long exactly, Tenki? 10 seconds. 10 and... seconds? And that feels like forever. It's so yes. impactful. Also, it's even more impactful because it's not you lose regen. It is you lose all forms of overtime healing. So Life Flask yeah. doesn't apply. Leech doesn't apply. Recoup doesn't apply. The only thing that applies is gain on hit or gain on block because those are instant and not considered overtime recovery forms. And one interesting note that makes this, I think, really cool on the normal version of a Maven, it is just the coil beams that the Nexus spawns, which disable your healing. On Uber Maven, it is all of her energy-based abilities. So it is her standstill. It is her cage ability. These things will also disable your healing. And standstill on normal, you can kind of just, well, stand still. And <laughs> while you are supposed to weave around the mechanics, you don't have to. It's not particularly punishing. On Uber, if you do that, your healing is now disabled and you have to deal with that. And it is a separate debuff from the coil beams. And they both also reduce resistances, which means if you are getting hit by multiple mechanics at once, you are punished exponentially rather than linearly. Man, I, th I feel like the most interesting boss fight just racking my brain now in Last Epoch is Raye. And it's the, it's the boss of the second monolith that you get to when you're like leveling up a new character. And you have a handful of mechanics. It's actually, it's actually the boss, if you go to lastepoch.com, that shows up on their front page. So they must be proud of it as well. You have a couple mechanics where you walk in a circle, you dodge, you know, the, uh, the flying beam. And it, it feels like you're participating in a fight. I wish it had some kind of soft and rage to it because, I mean, I'm on the same page as these two gentlemen here. I just like, I, I like soft and rage. I, I think that like being rewarded for having knowledge about a game feels in some way like a cornerstone of an action RPG. Like these games are about knowledge. They're not about like physical prowess. They're not about lifting weights. They're not about, you know, like you have information about a game. You know how to trade. You know how to play the market. You know how to craft this item. You know how to do this boss fight. You know how to gear up your character over a weekend race. And like that knowledge, I, I love it. I, I want more of that kind of stuff. And also as well, what I like about Enrages in general is if you gear properly as well, you can mitigate a lot of them by just, of course, forehead reasoning, just deal more damage, right? Like, for instance, do you really have to deal with the softened rages of Uber Sirius if you just kill him instantly, Tanky? Nope. <laughs> and that's what I like about that, is, like, the more gear you have, uh, the less the enrages mean, and the less you interact with those enrages mean, the, makes you feel better because you feel like as though you're doing something, right? Like, and Go ahead. To take that a bit further, let's say that you're an Inquisitor with Searing Purity. You are incredibly resistant to elemental damage, and you're taking Chaos as elemental. And you're also regenerating, let's just say, five, 6,000 life a second. You also don't have to deal with a Soft Enrage there, because the Soft Enrage is just damage. And you can now just sit and exist in that damage. It's not going to stack multiple instances. Sure, you're always in it, but... That doesn't matter. You're immune to one, so you're immune to all. 
And I like that PoE has a lot of really great ways around the soft enrages at those incredible levels of investment, because then kind of tricks the player psychologically into thinking, ha I've beaten the system. I found an actual cheat code that works, which Path of Exile does very well. And to use another game as an example quickly, Halo Infinite also did very well in its open world combat. You could use the terrain and the grappling hook to feel like you were cheating a lot of difficult encounters. And that was why, to me, the boss fights felt pretty bad because the boss fights were often in enclosed areas and it didn't feel like I got to cheat them anymore. And they didn't really gain many mechanics as the fight went on. So I was just wearing down a giant health pool, which is often what I remember from last Epoch bosses as well. <laughs> just wearing down a big health pool. Yeah, I, I have yeah. to agree with that, sadly. I do agree. A lot of boss fights in Ellie are like that, especially if you gear up enough. And I think that's like the problem, I think, when we talk about all this, is when we gear up and we get better gear and stuff like that, we assume that the fight is going to go faster, right? Like, we're going to assume that we deal more damage and we kill the boss faster, and that's what saves us. But in Last Epoch, gearing up will just make it so you can just stand in those abilities and all that, and it makes it, it doesn't speed up the fight at all because, you know, of course, boss DR exists. So you end up just with a long fight of you just doing nothing and holding right click and going off to go do something else. Or I mean, Tenki, you just you just mentioned the phrase like cheat codes, and I think cheat codes are important as well, right? Like when you when you get like some big brain moment in Path of Exile, you make a video about it and you feel awesome and you want to tell your friends about it and you want to brag about it and you want to go on Reddit and say, look at this combination of items and if you stand here and you do this and you click your thing right here you can bypass everything and it makes you feel like you want to play the game. Like you want to, like you want to do that, or maybe you want to do it better than that person did. And it's like, it's like this knowledge sharing. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like one upmanship There's yeah. a better word, yeah. but yeah, it's fine. Um, and again, like when it comes to an action RPG, I, I feel like that's something that I would really want to have in last epoch. Like there's, yeah. there's no cheat codes. Like if you yeah, deal more damage, yeah, everyone, you deal less damage. Okay, well that's not really good cheat code. Everyone, uh, everyone loves, uh, everyone loves taking their clips of like, like for instance, there's a there's a build that's going around that me and Tenki vehemently hate, but it exists. It's a uh, cast on death discharge, and essentially the idea of is the that build, a build again? Uh, Unfortunately, yes, but also that was a not that really. was a meme ten years ago. So it, tell me about is this. You you walk up to the feared. And you let them all come out once, which you can now because of the node. And you just die, and everything dies, right? Obviously, it, you take a death, death, but who cares, right? And everyone loves showing those kind of videos around. Like, like for instance, there was a build, I think. It was like some kind of like spectral throw build that was running Omniessence, and it was like one-shotting Shaper recently. Everyone loves showcasing the stupid stuff. The, the fun, stupid stuff. And that's the kind of fun, stupid stuff that doesn't happen. Except for, uh, Calvara pointed out, there is actually a build that does that in Last Epoch right now, and that's the Squirrel build. And we actually had a conversation about that in the chat as it was scrolling down, if you noticed. And the problem with that is, that's only one build. Like, for instance, the Squirrel build, right? We used to have Poison Lich, which was close to that as well, that killed bosses really fast as well. But I'm talking about, like, normal builds, like, builds like me and Perry play, right? And 
what what I like about being able to showcase those stupid moments is those are the most fun parts of Path of Exile is being able to showcase those stupid moments. Like, didn't you have a video a while ago where you were showcasing the strength of a build and you were like talking about stuff and then you tab back in game and you're tanking all at like depth, whatever, for like the entire time you were talking to the camera? Yes. Like, I, yeah. That's those those are my favorite I videos. I oh. love those. I love that. That is my favorite part about an ARPG is being able to like showcase stupidity. And sadly with Last Epoch, that, that exists sometimes, but not, not really. Like it, it, you'll get it sometimes, like I said, with like Poison Flurry. But of course those get eventually removed from the game and that's not what they want because they want you to engage with the boss mechanics and that's fine. But the problem is what, what I really hate about all of this is in Path of Exile, you do engage with the boss mechanics. It's just you don't engage with them later. Like you improving your gear, that's you paying currency or whatever to not have to engage with those. Like, for instance, on League Start, do you have to actually engage with Sirius and stuff? Like you do, right? Like if you want to yeah. kill Sirius. Yeah. And here's the other interesting thing about boss design in, I'm going to say Path of Exile here, but I've also realized this applies to a lot of MMOs as well. Let's just say Lost Ark is in this category. When you are doing something for the first time, or when you're doing something early on, you have to engage with it a lot more. My first serious kill, depending on the build I'm playing, probably around five to six minutes long. My fastest serious kills will be about two minutes because there are mandatory phases and you cannot go faster than that. Which means I effectively spent about four extra minutes early on engaging with a fight and each of those minutes of engagement are potential additional mistakes. But here's where it gets really interesting. And here's something that as I've thought about this topic more after looking over the topic list, I realize that Last Epoch is really lacking it. Path of Exile draws from a lot of MMOs like World of Warcraft, like Final Fantasy XIV, like even RuneScape that have boss fights. And when it uses phased encounters, the phase has different mechanics from the earlier parts that usually take what the boss was already doing and add some more on top. This is something that Lost Ark does spectacularly. And I don't know if either of you have played that much of Lost Ark. So I'll use Cirrus as an example. Cirrus's mechanics at the start of a fight are very simple. The apparition will do a few things, which are basically don't stand in it, don't stand in it, or don't stand in it in three different patterns. But then Cirrus himself will have his little zappy beam that's largely ignorable nuisance damage. Then there's the die beam, where he fires from a fixed point. Then you have the meteor maze, which is you walk out, and it starts as one tier, then it's two tiers, and then it's three tiers. As the fight progresses, it's harder, but you're getting used to that difficulty because it's training you on how to deal with it. And then his other mechanic is the maze where he walls you in on the side and shoots things at you, and you can either dodge left and right, or you can run to the end and end the fight, or that part of the fight, early. It's up to you what you want to do. In the last phase, he does all of those things, except he will also surround you with a ring where he fires a weaker version of a die beam. And he will also do something that is very scary, where he summons a spinning beam that causes you to have reduced action speed and take increased damage. You're not dealing with just the original mechanics that you learned. You're dealing with a completely new context because now the space is limited 
and the boss is teleporting around. He doesn't care about standing in his beam, but you do. So if he teleports away from you, you have to decide, do I use my movement skill to go hit him or to see where he's firing at me from for the die beam? Or do I use something defensive and stay where I am because I'm not very mobile? And if I go there, I might end up in a bad spot of the arena if it has a lot of stuff on the ground and end up dead as a result. That's what I'd like to see more of from not just last epoch, but boss design in general, because you're taking mechanics that you've learned in a relatively easy context and putting them into super hard mode when either they're faster, they hit harder, or new mechanics control the space of the arena. And that makes it much harder again. I'm I'm thinking about Last Epoch right now. How many how many bosses in Last Epoch do we currently have that introduce a boss attack or a boss mechanic and then have a harder, more complicated version of it later? Do we have anything like that? Like the examples from Path of Exile, I just I find myself reminiscing and saying, yeah, those are things from Path of Exile that I loved engaging with. There's so yeah, much there's fun. Like, you, many. like the, the game teaches you, look. they're like, hey, here's 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 simple addition, here's simple subtraction. Okay, here's some multiplication. Okay, here's some algebra. And it's like, whoa, this is like it's the same yeah. thing, but it's a in, in a new scenario. And I love that kind of iteration. Yeah, I can I can yeah, I, I agree do, with do that. Do we have anything? You know, I thought about it. I actually, I'm actually thinking about it more. And I'm thinking about yeah, that's actually part of the problem with the last epoch boss design is when you do something like, I don't know, like Rai, he has all of his moves. You just deal with them, right? Yeah. It's, it's, the fight doesn't really just, progress and, or, or evolve or, or yeah, teach you anything. It's just the same. It. It's like playing, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good like kid's game for this. It's like playing like, I don't know. Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe, yeah. You just, you just, it's like they do tick, you do tack, and yada, 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 and that's the whole fight. And imagine if tic-tac-toe as you put pieces down, like the environment changed or whatever. And I think that's what makes them interesting. And that's why, that's why when you do Oribus so many times, it gets so boring. Because, yeah, sure, he has a different combo of abilities, but they don't change in any way. Like, they're the same abilities that he had. Like, for instance, every single uh, Herot run is the same. It doesn't change. He'll yeah, I'm even I'm even thinking about like empowered versus unempowered in Last yeah. Epoch or like tier one, two, three, four of the various dungeons. Yeah. Like there there really there really isn't much. There there's an interesting the boss in Last to Epoch. Introduce that though, too, is like difference between renormal and empowered. Like I want empowered bosses to like whip white white the They don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They so, just have um, more HP. Imagine <laughs> that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. All right, so I, I, I'm going to talk about Aerobus real quick, but like Aerobus is kind of interesting last epoch because it has like, you know, maybe 20 moves or something that it can potentially have. And then it's like a pick three. So there's 10,000 possible combinations of skills that might be there. And like the Aerobus seeing which variation, like is it the poison one, is it the fire one? And then which move set does it have? That's kind of interesting. But the lack of an enrage or like the lack of the, the fight progressing over the time paired with me feeling punished from from playing a bonky build or having too much damage because the boss damage reduction we talked about beginning the podcast. Yeah, it it doesn't feel it doesn't it doesn't feel like an epic moment that I want to share with somebody. Yeah, it does. It's just it does a, a lot. Thing. It does a lot to make every encounter feel the same. Yeah. Tenki, go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah. So, <laughs> what if you were fighting empowered Riot and he has a move that I don't know the name, 
but it lights up parts of a floor with damage and it hits pretty hard hard enough that you probably yeah, the, don't want to stand in it a pie circle right yeah but not hard enough that it's absolute death now imagine if he did that while he also did a second mechanic in empowered only where he's lighting up the floor but he's also summoning ads that after five seconds they explode you have to go over and kill that ad but that floor's lit up do you get hit by it and use your potion or do you know that you have enough burst damage that you can let the explosion go off that's let's say two seconds from now then kill the ad in the remaining three adding things where there are opportunities for mistakes and maybe one ad exploding is fine but what if one ad explodes right as the floor beneath you explodes because you were greedy and you tried to do both at once and you misjudged well now you're just dead and you deserved that death because you played the fight wrong and it gave you an opportunity Either you could have not stood in the floor and eaten the ad explosion, or you could have go over there, you could have killed the ad earlier, so the ad never exploded and you just took the floor damage. I want to move on to one more topic, but I want to mention that uh, when it comes to like empowered versus unempowered, that's not the only uh, differentiation we have in Last Epoch right now. We also have like, what if this only happened beyond 200 corruption? Because we know at 200 corruption, that's like an artificial... Um, uh, milestone that EHG has already added in the game. Once you get to 200, you get five options for your blessing instead of only four. So uh, when we've had Lizard on in the past, ideas that he's floated by the EHG developers is saying, what if corruption had tiers to it? Tier one corruption is zero to 200. Tier two corruption is 200 to 400. And then like you have more rewards, you have more reasons to continue pushing. Things like that could be implemented in Last Epoch in the long run. So yeah, and I, yeah, go ahead. Just to respond to that quickly, GGG has done that a lot with Path of Exile now as well, because they've added what they call pinnacle content, which is something like Maven or Cirrus. And then they've added Uber pinnacle content, which is for the very best players and the very best builds. You can do the normal version of a boss fight in your map. And then you can do a pinnacle boss, which is much harder and has much more punishing mechanics. And then you do the uber boss and it's way harder yet again. And in some cases, it's just, you know, there's Cirrus and uber Cirrus. In other cases, there's things like breach lords. You can do a regular breach lord. That is very easy. Then you can do charge to pure, which is the exact same fight, but harder. And then you can do flawless, which mechanically they don't change at all. And it is much more punishing and has its own exclusive better rewards. But here's the interesting part. There's the hidden which is a Maven's Invitation that drops from any of the Breach Lords, where you fight Esh, Zoth, Tull, and Ulnatol. And you can release all of those at once. They can have map modifiers. And you can use a keystone on your Atlas passive tree called Height of Hubris, which doubles the effect of map modifiers. So now it's not 20% faster Breach Lords. It's 40% faster Breach Lords. And that completely changes the fight. And it is an optional difficulty that you can... Literally fine-tuned to your build to the point where I did 170% quant feared with zero effective map mods because it was all things that didn't affect my build at all. And I also did a 270% hidden that managed to kill a nearly immortal character because I made things very anti-myself. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like that's another thing as well, is like with the map modifiers currently in Last Epoch, you can get map modifiers on your bosses, but most of them don't really change the fight 
like physically like they'll change the fight like in terms of like frenzy and stuff like sometimes you'll have breaking animations and stuff like that but they don't change the fight like you're not gonna have oh a map boy, modifier that says health. like my boss has a new attack on it or something yeah like yeah. it has more health and stuff like that so let's 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 touch on something that Tenki's brought up here and I know, I know you and i touched base on this before the podcast as well but it's a phrase that you tossed out while describing things in Hades, describing things in Last Epoch and Path of Exile. And I want to make sure that everyone who's watching this podcast is on the same page as we are. Let's talk about cadence. Because cadence doesn't have to do with, with boss damage reduction. It doesn't have to do with soft and rages. But it's, it's the, like this phrase that we've been mentioning this whole time. So let's highlight it. Tenki, what is cadence to you? Cadence is the pattern of movement and attacks. So bosses all have timers. Things might be randomized to a small extent, but most bosses in most games have fixed internal timers. And if you want to look at the best series that I can think of for boss cadence, think of Dark Souls, where even the music in the fight is often timed such that it matches animations the boss is doing. So you know that the boss is about to do a scary thing and subconsciously you're hearing that music. It's preparing you for the boss is about to do a scary thing. The boss will do its, you know, triple swipe where it's short swipe, short swipe, long sweep that you have to get really far away from or roll through the boss on. And then the boss is exhausted from his long sweep. You get to hit him. The cadence has changed. You can kind of think of it as a dance. The boss is leading you. Now you're leading the boss. You get to do your damage, but you only have a two and a half second window to do that. The music will die down a little bit. Then it'll start to rise up and you know, oh, the boss is about to get scary again. That is cadence on a fight. When it's executed well, it is the part of a boss fight that you don't think about, but you just kind of get into the zone and it all works. You're dodging everything. You're not really thinking about, okay, I need to dodge this thing that's coming up. You just do it because you're already mentally prepared. When it works badly, or maybe when it works to subvert the player, something like Dancer in Dark Souls 3, the music on that fight is at a slightly different time than a lot of the music in the rest of the game. And the boss is slightly faster. And that is why she's such a punishing fight, because she throws off the cadence that you've learned from all the other boss fights thus far, which is not in and of itself necessarily bad. But when it is one fight out of a battle or one fight out of a game, then it starts to feel really bad. Also, things that are truly random. If a boss, let's just say Oribus, could pick from any of his abilities anytime he did a mechanic, that would feel terrible because you have no way to prepare for what he's doing. You just have to react. And when you're reacting, you're out of the cadence of a fight. You're much more likely to make mistakes and those mistakes will feel less fair. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that comes to mind for me is is still Oribus. <laughs> It's funny just thinking about what if Aerobus had, you know, his 30 abilities that he normally picks from, but he could just do any of them at any point in time. That would be so hectic. I would hate that so much. There'd, there'd be nothing for you to learn, nothing for you to prepare from. You're just like hoping you don't get one shot by a giant meteor coming from behind him at every single point in time. But at the same time, with the current state of Aerobus, how he does it, we said we don't really like that he doesn't have a soft rage. We don't really like that the fight doesn't progress over time. But when it comes to cadence, there are abilities that you're anticipating. You're like, we know he's going to do this move. We know he's going to do this move. And you do get in a rhythm of like, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to stand close to him. I'm going to stand far away. I'm going to move behind him. I'm going to stand in front of him. And that is nice. 
But the fact that the fight doesn't progress in any way, yeah, I'm I'm still have an issue with that. Dread, what do you think? Uh, for cadence in general, I like that. I like the kind of like dance of like when you do something, they do something, and you kind of like trade off. And specifically, I like that with the Soulfire Bastion. It kind of feels like that because there's a bit of a cadence to that fight because you need to manage your shield properly, right? It's like, okay, all right, let me turn on my necrotic shield. Oh, wait, he's doing fire stuff. Let me turn on my fire shield. And there's a dance between the two shields, and that leads to interesting gameplay, and that's why I like it. It's my favorite boss. Sure, he has some bullshit stuff around it, but, like, I like the fight in general. And I showed Tanky the fight, too, and, like, uh, earlier, because uh, he didn't know about the fight because he hadn't played since then, since it was added. And having that cadence, like, that just one extra mechanic that allows you to, like, dance with the boss, it, it makes it feel so much more engaging, right? Yeah, and I think something else that's really good about that fight is it's one of the few fights that does have environmental engagement. The tiles on the floor will be either red or green. There are safe spaces that you can stand in the metal bits, but you can also use the shield polarity to stand in a place that you shouldn't be. And that adds an additional layer because you're deciding on, do I deal with the thing in the environment or do I deal with the thing the boss is doing right now, which is more likely to kill me and which is a problem. And creating those choices is always really, really good. Thinking back on what you've said about Oribis, I think what I would do for that, I would divide Oribis into three phases. First phase, he comes down and he attacks you with three abilities. The second phase, he does some sort of fixed phase change. Maybe the entire floor turns purple and the entire thing fades and then the boss is standing there. Now he has a fourth ability. Then when you get him to a third, again, entire thing phases. Maybe part of the outside of a platform explodes and falls off. So now you're much more limited space to deal with the mechanics. And he has five abilities. And now you fought the easy, medium, and hard version of a fight. The abilities would be randomly assigned still, but they'd always be the same if you wanted to fight the same Oribis over and over again. So it would be random until you have learned what they are and then always fixed. Just coming up with like a small idea like this, like what, what you've just said is nothing, nothing revolutionary, right? It's just like you have three and then four, then five, maybe the arena changes. Even just small changes like that, I'm so on board with them. Now, now that we're talking about what last epoch bosses look like and what they could look like, man, like it makes, it makes me excited for like, like September, for December, for, for multiplayer, for the 1.0 release makes me excited for, you know, future leagues coming out man if these things actually happen that would be so good for last epoch i really hope it does uh so uh we are currently at the top of the hour so what i'd like to do when we're at the top of the hour uh it's just kind of maybe maybe sneak in one more conversation topic just to see how much longer we can get the conversation to go in case in case we still feel like talking so here's my question for you if we're talking about bosses I'm going to ask Dread about Last Epoch, and I'm going to ask you, Tenki, about Path of Exile. I'm going to say, what if, if you could put a boss, and you can give me as much or as little detail as you want, if you could put a boss into your respective games, maybe a character from the lore, maybe 
you want to take a crab monster from Dark Souls and put it into your respective game. What is a what is like a boss or a monster or an enemy from the lore? What do you want to fight in Last Epoch? Dread you first. Uh I would love something akin to like uh, what's the boss? I can't remember. It's like I, I gotta look I gotta look here. Like I gotta look. I want something akin to like the five way fight in Legion. Like the five way Legion fight. You know what that is, right, Perry? Mm-hmm. I want something like that. It's not necessarily a boss fight, but it's more like an endgame encounter that I would like. Something like that. Where you get more rewards the better your build is, i.e. like the faster you, you know pop the things in the middle something like that the faster you kill the more rewards you get i, I would like are, a, are you telling me that you like want that. to fight all the arena of champions champions at the same time yeah yeah right. of course right. they're so easy they're honestly so easy. i'm, I'm kind of surprised that's not already a thing like yeah. i i really thought that they were going to give us some kind of scenario where like like the rogue comes out and the forge guard comes out and the primalist comes out and they all start doing their stuff like like yes, absolutely. Sign me up. Yeah, so, something like that. All right, Tenki. Then the same question goes for you. I probably path of exile, but if you want to answer for last epoch, that's fine. What what kind of boss do you want to fight in Poe? All right. So the kind of boss that I want to fight in Poe doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of narrative relevance. I don't think narrative is that important to boss design in Path of Exile. Sure, there's a lot of narrative behind why Shaper is important. There's even some behind why Venarius and the Cortex is important. I don't know what Crystal King is. He's just like an he's underground old thing, but he's an <laughs> awesome fight. Yeah. So if I was to design something, let's imagine that new expansion comes out, new endgame, and there's an entirely new faction. This faction has been fighting against an Eldric god that gave them the power of fire. So it is a fire-themed boss, and it is the Forge Mistress. This is the god that took over their entire world, and you've been fighting her armies. You enter into her fortress through a citadel in the Atlas, and you fight both of her lieutenants, and you slay them. Then you get two fragments, the left forge key and the right forge key. Then you enter this gigantic arena with four forges on the sides the forge mistress has a rack of weapons next to each hammers bows swords spears and then you go full mmo style fight where you have to drag her to one of the four forges because otherwise she's going to gain a debuff that causes her to deal more damage overwhelm defenses and penetrate resistances she picks up a weapon from a rack and she starts fighting you. And she has a moveset that is based off of a weapon that she is carrying. So maybe the spear is a lot of thrusting strikes that stab out in a distance. And they're all linear, so you can move left and right and dodge them. Whereas the sword is sweeping attacks, so you have to either get close and go through her or move back and go behind. The bow is ranged abilities. So if you're close to her, they're a lot easier to deal with. But if you get too far away, she's going to destroy you. The hammer, really powerful up-close stuff with shockwaves where you might actually want to get far away. And when you get her down to a certain point, her weapon breaks 
and she slams the broken weapon into the forge to create this magma weapon that is fully empowered. And this is where the fight really begins. This is her last phase. And then she fights with the more powerful abilities. Now she has fire pen, for example. You don't want to get hit by those attacks. Or maybe with her arrows, they leave burning ground and you have to deal with that. Then for the uber version of a fight, each phase, she changes weapons and you have to do all four phases with all four weapons and learn every aspect of a fight. Whereas on normal, you only need to learn one. <laughs> I should have gone first. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think my answer is as cool as that. Oh, it, 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 it sounds like you've thought about this before. Twitch chat, is this based on something? Did, did Tenki just like rip off some other game? Or is this, is this straight out of your brain? This is quite the example you've given. I kind of like it. <laughs> Listen. This is based on years of thinking about if I could design fights for World of Warcraft, what could I do? And then realizing that in a lot of ways, Path of Exile offers a lot more freedom in boss design. Because in World of Warcraft, you have 10 classes and you have to design the fights around the tools those classes have. In Path of Exile, you have so many tools that you can say, yeah, you know, builds that can't deal with damage over time, they just don't get to do this fight. And that's totally fine. Build better builds. Make something <laughs> that you can deal with damage over time. And especially as I feel the Searing Exarch and the Eater of Worlds, the newest boss design, is a lot more MMO boss fight-esque than the older design in PoE. I think a really strong MMO-style fight would be great for the game. I love it. Man, just the, the idea, or I guess the possibility of Path of Exile to say, if your build isn't good, you can't do this boss. That, that is part of Path of Exile right now. I don't mind that. I don't I don't think that's elitist. I, I think that's just like I, I wish that bad builds couldn't do stuff and that okay builds okay, struggle. Last epoch right now. Yeah, like there, there there's some balance issues in last epoch right now and, and hopefully they get resolved. But man, having having a, a gatekeeper, maybe having content, aspirational content that you can't do with a slap together build makes you want to do better. And again, like I've said a questionable number of times this podcast, I think that's a core part of action RPGs. I like that kind of replayability. So, by the way, if I'm going to introduce a new boss into uh, Last Epoch, I would like to see the end of time become like a boss arena. Like, you're fighting humans and you're fighting against the people who are also in the end of time. Like, there's timey-wimey stuff going on in Last Epoch. There could be some kind of alternate dimension to the alternate dimension where you're actually just fighting against you know, the people who are currently like the you'd have the 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 forgotten knight who's standing there protecting things. You have uh, Gaspar who is like standing there and he's also an endgame boss. But this would be the human form. I think I think that kind of thing, exploring that timey wimey aspect of it and fighting against humans instead of fighting against monsters. I'm kind of into it. That's that's the kind of thing that I would like to see. So with that, I'm going to open it up to you two. Is there anything else that you would like to touch base on about? bosses, damage reduction, uh, things you'd like to see in the games, fights that you want to have, or maybe fights you don't want to have. Actually, what else is on your mind? A, Open there's a very good topic that is uh, being pulled up in chat right now. And Tanky, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you handle that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the idea that everyone should be able to do everything and that a casual player should be able to do the hardest boss in the game, why should it be locked behind the 1%? Well, because 
if it is not aspirational, if it is not a thing that by its very nature and by its difficulty, you cannot say, I need to get good to do this. I'm going to make this one thing my goal over the next three, six, or nine months. And that you might need to go through that entire time to learn it. Then there's nothing that has meaning. If a new player can come in, their very first league in Path of Exile, and play, let's just say, two hours a day for a month, then they can't really do anything else. There's nothing left for the game to offer them. For aspirational content to work, it must be something that is beyond the grasp of most people until those people actively choose to make that their goal. And to address what Ginger Nation just said, referring to the comment of builds that can't deal with dots can't do this or dot builds can't do this. Well, again, we're talking about over multiple leagues. So if in 318, your build is weak against damage over time and you cannot do Uber Eater as a result, then your options are either reroll or in 319 when you're playing a new build anyway, you play a build that can deal with those things because your goal is Uber Eater. It's a long-term goal. It's not a short-term goal. And if you can only make one build a league and min-max that, then that's totally fine. I'll highlight some stuff from the last Epoch perspective as well. Yeah. So we have one, one of the things about last Epoch is like, sometimes you don't have the answers. They don't exist in the game for how to deal with these questions. And this is something that we talked about a couple of times, right? We're like, if, if a boss has damage reduction and it makes my bonky build feel bad, I can go pick up this keystone that makes my bonky build better at dealing with bosses. And in Path of Exile, you have so many solutions to the various problems. You just need to figure out which solutions work for you. How do I incorporate this into my build? And you have this enormous um, gear progression and character progression so that you can tackle all the questions and all the problems that come up. In Last Epoch, there's not that many levers that a player has access to. Like if your build's bad at this, you can't overcome that. It's just, okay, I guess I, I, guess I can't do that. Dad, I cut you off. What were you saying? And... Uh... What uh, Tenki is saying is a perfect example of what's going on in Last Epoch right now. Like, the situation where the bosses aren't aspirational and they're not hard enough. Last Epoch is literally the example of that. Because, I don't know about you, Perry, but like, like I think I could take anything and do T4 Drill at this point, as long as you play it correctly. Like, there, there's... It's not hard enough. At least a lot of the bosses, they're not memorable. They're not hard enough. And this leads to the point where you could take whatever you want and do it. And that doesn't feel good at all. Now, like, the last Epoch doesn't have to be Path of Exile. Path yeah, of Exile is a slow burn over yeah. 10,000 plus hours. Yeah. And you learn the game and you study the game and you watch videos and you read encyclopedias and, and you yeah. really dig into it. It's a knowledge-based game. Last Epoch doesn't have to be that. Even though yeah. it sounds like all three of us are on the same page. Like, that's the kind of games <laughs> we like. That's why we're having the conversation. That's why, that's why we have a podcast about the video game. We like this kind of stuff. So, yeah. like, it, it doesn't have to be that way. I would like that. Yeah. I like learning stuff. I like learning the subsystems and figuring out how to select a better build next weekend when I'm playing in these weekend races. Like, I, I, can, I can play Swipe, but maybe Swipe isn't good in the arena, and I'd rather play a ranged build instead so that I can do like that build selection process is it is important too. So yeah. if my dot build or if my build can't deal with damage over time, 
I'll select a different build. And that's part of me learning the game and being more intelligent. Right. Yeah. So there, the there are these, the, just the fact that last epoch is still in early access means yeah. that there are some unresolved issues that yeah. might, or I guess might not be resolved in the future. Yeah. And, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so something else that's important is it can be a little bit easy to just break this down to, Oh, last epoch should be more like path of exile. Yeah. Let's expand it out a little bit more and reframe it. Last Epoch should not be like Diablo Immoral. <laughs> Instead of looking at what the game should be more like, because there's a lot of good games out there with good difficulty. There's Hades, there's Dark Souls, there's Path of Exile. There's a lot of games that do difficulty well and do it in different ways. It should not be like Diablo Immoral that simplifies almost all of its bosses down to three mechanics and then trivializes the difficulty because a lot of your early game, you're supposed to be overpowered. It doesn't teach you anything. You can just sit in stuff. And if you put in money, then you can sit in stuff for longer and more stuff. And then it hits you with a wall because it doesn't want you to learn. It doesn't want you to improve. And it doesn't want the fights to feel like a rewarding challenge that you overcame. It wants the fights to completely crush your soul because then you go to the shop, you spend some money, you get some gear, which makes you numerically stronger to the point where the mechanics, which were never relevant to begin with, no longer matter again. And then you come back and you feel good that you've done something because it reinforces that paying money equals good feeling, not making good decisions, learning from your mistakes and failing equals feeling good at the end. Yeah, and like, for instance, as well, the, what I was trying to talk about earlier specifically is this league i w finally after being chastised by tanky enough i went and did all the uber bosses that i could and a lot of some of them were difficult specifically uber serious and when i finally did uber serious it finally happened i finally killed him i felt really good about myself and i wanted to go and tell everybody i told tanky i told jason i told i told everyone i could i told my girlfriend i'm like i, I told everyone and i felt hyped about that and i loved it i loved the feeling of finally doing this like when i did my first maven with only like one death because i hate memory game that felt amazing i went and told everyone right the problem is in last epoch like there's no boss like that except for journalists specifically like for instance, if I'm like, "Hey, Perry, I killed a uh, spy master Zarek," you'd be like, "Would you be like, yeah, that's amazing?" I'm like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> like, "Hey, Dread, I, I mean, hey, Perry, I went and killed uh, Herot." It's okay. Everyone kills Herot. You, you know, you know what Last Epoch has like that? Mm-hmm. What's uh, that? The the last thirty seconds of your arena push. Yeah, or that's or that's, that, that makes zone, you want to tell a story. Or that one zone the what is it the the zone the leveling zone that the sucks. level the one the one that i had to pour yeah. out of three times mm -hmm. before yeah. we started the podcast that's that's what i mean in terms of that is like there's nothing that nothing that i feel excited about when i do and like that's what i meant and that's what me and tanky have been talking about is like when you finish these things, you want to feel good about it. You want to feel like as though you actually surmounted something. But like everyone does everything in LE because it's all easy enough. It's not hard at all, right? Yeah, you can't feel a sense of accomplishment for something unless you failed that thing. 
And of course, you shouldn't fail to the point where you just give up. Yeah. But the more you fail without giving up, the more sense of accomplishment you will feel when you finally succeed. This 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 podcast, as we're wrapping up, it, it kind of sounds like an anime is about to start. Like we're about to have like the training montage and like the slow words coming across the screen as I'm playing. Yeah. I don't know. No. I, I kind of like it. I'm, I'm feeling motivated. The problem, though, the so. problem with the Uber series fight that I had, it did not involve any of that. It was just a lot of cussing. <laughs> <laughs> but that I was remember, a memorable moment, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember right, a very memorable fight in another game, Kena Bridge of Spirits. So the Corrupted Woodsmith, such a well-designed fight where you start off and it's a fairly simple mechanic. The boss is empowered by a thing in the middle of a room. You have to deal with a thing in the middle of a room to damage the boss. And then the boss goes into the second phase and she is hard. The cadence of a fight completely shifts and it gets harder as it goes on because she is scary and you have to do either a lot of damage or overcome her weak points, which are getting fewer and fewer as you break them. And it was a really, really, really rewarding fight. It's one of the best fights that I've seen in a long time in games. Whereas another fight from that game that I really hated was the corrupted... Um, Huntress, I think it is, or Hunter Fight. Because it was just a thing zipping around constantly. And then having to deal with the game's really awkward console-based controls to try to shoot it out of the sky to interrupt it, when half the time the aim assist would actually be aim-miss assist. And it was just awful. And it didn't feel rewarding at all. It's just like, oh, finally, I'm done with that. Now I can get back to having fun with the game. It feels like you have to put up with the, uh, put up with the game instead of actually play the game. Yeah. Yeah, I hear the you. controls, not the boss. So I think I think we're gonna start wrapping it up here. We are uh, we're at seven twenty two, about an hour and twenty two minutes for the podcast here. We snuck in the extra topic, and then we snuck in a few more topics after that. But I think we covered it well. We talked about bosses in a handful of different games, not only Last Epoch and uh, and Path of Exile, but a handful of other ones too. So Tenki, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, I put I put the YouTube logo next to your name, but I don't think it's youtube.com slash Tenki. So how, how does somebody find you? If, they, if someone wants to see more of your content, where do they go? Yeah, so you can just go to YouTube. I believe it's slash C for channel. And that should bring it up. You can also find me on my second channel, 10 Gaming Thoughts, where I talk about a lot of more broad stuff. My main channel, mostly about Path of Exile. Some other things I recently talked about, Diablo Immoral, Diablo 4. Going to be talking about a few other action RPGs. Then on my second channel, I talk about all sorts of gaming. I recently talked about Starfield, going to be talking about V Rising, and those are both on YouTube. Should be able to just search for channel name in both cases. For 10 Gaming Thoughts, it is T-E-N, not the number 10. And then we'll make sure that we put all those relevant links in the description of this on both Spotify and YouTube too when it goes up. And then Dread, thank you always for being here. I appreciate your time. Of course, anytime. And this has been Epic Epoch Letter Letter. This has been Epic Epoch episode 11, talking about all things related to bosses. Chat, whether you're watching live here on Twitch or on YouTube or Spotify later on, I appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time.